So, I'm a little low energy energy today because I was I did leave the house for the first time in probably three a while. weeks. <laughs> yeah, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just want to say that today really told me how old I'm getting. I had a lot of brushes with um, with young people and uh, mm-hmm. just and also old people. Oh. Um, so when I was doing my hair today, I looked in the mirror and a little something caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, something in my hair just caught the light. And I was oh. like, what are you? What's going on here? <laughs> a <laughs> gray hair. Is... Yeah. Yeah. I have my... three gray hairs. <laughs> three of them. You do? Not one. Not two. Three. Thrace. Thrace, Where are gray they? hairs. <laughs> well, I take them out. <laughs> oh, where you are do? They? Yeah, I have a little jar of them. No, I'm just kidding. There's one, like, where it, exactly where I part my hair, because I part my hair to the side. So it's, like, mm-hmm. literally right here. Then there's one, like, in the back. And yeah. then there's, like, one, like, above my ear on the other side. Three. I'm going to be fully gray by, like, 30. Which is fine with yeah, me. I love I dyeing mean, my hair, but Jesus Christ. Like, give me some time. Well, also, too, like, gray hair is very popular color. Everyone wants to have, everyone wants to dye their hair gray. Yeah, uh, but they don't want it naturally gray. They want it dyed gray. Natural gray hair isn't as aesthetically pleasing as, like, dyed hair. And it's more silver. That's what, that's the look they go for. You know what? Just Screw saying. it. They're fake fans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they are fake fans. That was a crazy trend. I don't know if that's still, is that still happening, the gray hair trend? I feel like I think no. so. I think it's never stopped. I don't know. That just, it was insane to me that people were like, like teenagers were like, I want, I want gray hair. I want it. Well, I feel like it started in 2016 and then it just never stopped. Mm. Is that fair to say? I, I think, I guess that's fair to say. And um, I got to be honest, you know, I'm not seeking to get rid of it. Mm. I'm not. I'm I mean, kind of emotionally attached to it. Oh, like a little buddy? A little bit. That that was how I was with this first one, because that's mm-hmm. the one in my part that I was like, oh, little, that's my little friend. And then he got two more friends. And I'm like, whoa, 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 this isn't a party. I didn't say you can invite <laughs> anyone else. Hold on. Pluck, pluck, pluck. You're all out of here. This is my house. But what mm. I do think is really cool is when, like, people dye, like, the front patch. Like, do you know that? I feel like you don't. The character in Wolverine that's played by the girl that was in True Blood. You're saying a lot of things right now that... Yeah, I'm throwing a lot I'm, at you. Um, It's not Storm, is it? No, but I feel like it's similar. I don't know her name either. But she does have, like, the very... Like, she has brown hair. And the front of her hair is, like, white. Oh, it's... Okay, it's E-Girl. It's the E-Girl thing. I like guess you can say it's pieces. E-Girl. Yeah. See, I want but the opposite. But it's thicker. It's not like the... Like, the E-Girls have just, like, a little bit. She has, like, a big chunk in the front. But I don't like it I on think both it sides. Is I think the one side chunk is cool. One, ch- one side chunk is cool. See, I like the Narcissa Malfoy thing people do where it's like dark brown hair on top and underneath is that layer of like white blonde. Yep. I want that. That was that was big. That was when Draco talk was pulling everyone under. 
Yeah. Um, okay, well then, before we get into the episode, I just want to say welcome. Um, you were here yeah. for our gray hair talk. Um, <laughs> welcome to, we're going to change the whole podcast to talk about gray hair. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this episode is season two, episode 15, called A Hot Piece of A, which surprisingly, we didn't really get m- much of A or anything. I don't really know. We um, got a little bit. We got small pieces of A. Were they hot? Small pieces. No. 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 But I do have a feeling that, even last episode I had this feeling as well, that we're leading up to something big here. And I think it's going to be mm, the A reveal yeah. is going to be the end of season two. I think I'm going to say that. That is presumptuous. I don't really feel that, but I hope we do. I don't know, because, like, this whole episode, it just felt like we were hanging on a thread and waiting for, like, something to happen, and we did get a little insight on a specific character that we've kind of been back and forth with for Mm -hmm. a little while now. Yeah, um, I, that is true, and we also, too, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it later, but we kind of got a hint about another character that I have been calling out repeatedly as well, Mm -hmm. so... But we'll talk about it. So, should I jump into the summary then? Yes, please jump. Okay, here's a summary. In this episode, the girls are intent on hacking the phone left behind by one of A's minions. This brings Caleb closer to the secrets Hannah is trying to hide. Meanwhile, Emily continues her community service at a crisis hotline center, and Arya's parents try to keep Ezra and Arya apart. Mm-hmm. That is the episode. Um... So, this episode begins right where the last one left off, yep. which is them all panicking in the greenhouse. And, you know, I will say that I think that their priorities were a little all over the place in this greenhouse. I agree. But they also were just, this is what happened. They were so close, so close, and it just, like, got away that mm-hmm. I feel like they were all kind of, like, their adrenaline was definitely pumping hard because they yeah. were all like sporadic about everything they didn't know what to do next they were like should we call somebody should we do something should we go after them again like the phone should we what should we do with the phone like they were definitely like jumbled with their thoughts well yeah because they all started to like complain about their lives and start to almost like fight about their lives and like oh right. my life was worse than yours so like haha it was really weird it was strange um, and even Emily, she's like, dude, why, Hannah, why are you complaining about Kate? And, you know, Spencer, why are you talking about Toby when literally, like, we almost, we were attacked. Like, what's right. going on here? We could have been, well, Emily was almost murdered. Because for some <laughs> reason, I don't know why this triggered, this was what Hannah's flight or flight was triggered with, was that Kate was moving back into town. So when mm-hmm. this whole A charade happened, she was like, all right, guys, guess what? My life is going to be even worse now. Because Kate's coming back. And they're like, uh, okay. And then Emily's like, Hannah, I literally almost got killed by this person. And she's like, you don't get it. Kate's moving here. Did you even hear me? It's like, you guys aren't, you guys aren't even talking about the right thing right now. Well, speaking of Hannah getting triggered, she gets triggered by something else, which is Spencer wanting to use Caleb to hack the phone. Yeah. And Hannah does not like that at all. Well, I kind of got really upset with Spencer because she has no right to pull in Caleb like that because she fake 
breaks up with Toby because she doesn't want A to get involved with him. So she does that while she's like, Hannah, bring your boyfriend over here and hack this phone. It's like, how come Toby doesn't get in, be in the mess, but my boyfriend has to be? Like, that's not fair. I feel like that very, was completely rude. Very astute. And you know what? I think, now that you say that, I do yeah. think that maybe we're also gearing up towards the girls, like, um, being resentful of the fact that Spencer is the quote-unquote leader of the group. I think so, too. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if they did mention it or not, but I feel like somewhere in the greenhouse, they were like, what gives you the right to, like, call the mm-hmm. shots right now, Spencer? Hannah and I was kind of like, yeah, exactly. What mm-hmm. gives you the right? I'm not bringing my boyfriend into this if you won't bring yours. Like, heck no. Well, um, in the midst of them fighting, the phone actually rings. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily says she won't answer because she has glass in her hair. I, I don't know if they this is a, again i don't know if they were coming off the high of like literally almost getting killed or caught or whatnot but they they were all like weird and their lines were off it was strange yeah i just that that line made no sense and it made me giggle a little bit um but the number that was calling them was blocked anyways mm-hmm. um and then some like glass falls and then they get spooked and then scattered. yeah they're like let's get like, out of like here like ants yeah right um because they really thought like a was gonna turn around and be like let me get my phone now that they're all there i know and uh, again they're kind of playing up like kind of being these like young teenage girls who are just like over dramatic for no reason yeah Um, which i suppose kind of is the role in a way but like you know i was (laughs) i was at the cheesecake factory today (laughs) it goes futon (laughs) I, I was trying to say too far but you said cheesecake factory and that has a thing where it kind of like plays tricks on my mind because there's so many things going on at the cheesecake factory yes that it makes definitely. me mess up my words and says futon instead of too far well i did go to the most cursed place but i went with my mother and i had a, the food was the best i've ever had it in a long time at one of those places hmm. um but the people right next to me were this it was a group of eight like 13 year old girls at a birthday party oh and no. they were screeching and yelping and like no. and they ha- they were they were throwing whipped cream at each other because do so that at your house quirky. do it's that at your much. house do not Literally, do that at the cheesecake factory when they were singing a happy birthday one of them screeched so loud i'm surprised that the whole entire restaurant didn't explode break <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was they were throwing whipped cream at each other like what control your animals people I know. You know, put them on the leash. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, one of the girls, she was much younger, and I think she was like a sister or something, but she was probably like four year, four or five or something like that years old. Mm-hmm. And she was like running, because it was the it was the, the, the parents and the, then the kids um, on uh-huh. their own table. And Why do they the do girl, that? <laughs> I don't know. And the little girl was like running between each table. Yeah. And she kept like staring intently at my mom and I trying to get like our attention. I hate when Uh-oh. kids do that. Uh-oh. And I told my mom, I'm like, you know what? That one's defective. It has to be put yeah. down. That uh, one's wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> right now, immediately. I'm going to do it right here. <laughs> yep. Has to go back to the shop. Okay, it has to be returned. <laughs> no. It's defective. Oh, my God. Because it was, that that up, was like, so bad annoying. memories. I don't know oh. why people love to gather at that place. It's oh, crazy to me. 
I don't know. It's, it's a gathering place. So my mom said she was eating and she's like, you know what? This place makes me want to go to Disney. So maybe it's the atmosphere. <laughs> I think it's honestly, it, it, it does something. It's like Alice in Wonderland when you jump in through the hole. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like you're not yourself in there. I don't know. Absolutely not. No. Um, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the, for the jump. The Cheesecake Factory yeah. jump. Wow. Um, but back to Caleb and the show. So Caleb ends up helping anyways, of course. Yeah. And um, when he's trying to hack the phone, they he stumbles upon the fact that there's a lot of data. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of protected data, in fact. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that he's asking questions. Because he's normal. Yeah, in some capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least a little bit. And um, Hannah is not willing to like give any information, which is just making Caleb more upset. Um, yeah. Because this is the second and- item they have asked him to like break into and get information out of. And there's actually a lot of good quotes that was kind of going on in this episode. And he, they were like, well, what's on it? Because he's like, there's a lot of, you know, protected data, like you said. And he's like, well, it's definitely not Angry Birds. Good reference. Oh, thank you, Caleb. Thank you. We didn't know that. <laughs> I thought that was, that very much dated the episode. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. it was another, like, one of, like, how Emily was like, I can't pick up the phone. I have glass on my hair. And he's like, it's it's not Angry Birds on the phone. And there's a couple yeah. others in this episode, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Oh, wow. But um, honestly, out of this whole scene, though, what made me the most, like, kind of pissed So the fact that not only was the data being, like, in- was it encrypted, but then it was just deleted. Like, the majority of right. it was just gone. Because somehow you can, in 2012, you're able to <laughs> remotely delete everything on your phone, on the Onto SIM card. your flip phone. Right. I- I'm <laughs> confused on that one. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised with this because... They are able to send, like, crazy text from their flip phones to, like, all these people. Like, they definitely mm-hmm. have, you know, some sort of technology to do that. But back then, I don't even know. I, I don't think it, because they didn't have a cloud or anything like that. So it's not like it would be on no, the cloud. No, I don't know. I don't trust phone. it. It was just another either. thing for them to go, oh, darn, we can't figure out who this person is because yeah, the data has been erased. You're like, well, mm-hmm. at least Angry Birds is still on here. So we've got that. Thank God. Um, Thank goodness. The um, then after that, um, we see Arya getting ready for school and such, and um, Boyle finally acts like a parent. Finally, this scene, this scene, is this scene really kind of like shook me up because for the first time in history, because <laughs> like you said, Arya's getting ready for school. Mm-hmm. Byron walks over and goes, "Oh, you can't wear that." And she's wearing, of course, she's wearing, like, a short dress. Yeah. He's like, you can't Which, wear that to school. Yeah, and like, I will say that that's probably the least risque outfit she's, like, worn. So exactly. I'm shocked. That's why I was like, what, what? Well, we all know why he has an opinion now mm-hmm. about what she's wearing. But, again, it just made me upset. Because then, oh, and then Ella comes around and she's like, Byron, it's okay. I've got control of this. I'm like, you haven't had control of anything since the entire this show even started yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like what are you even talking about and she's like Uh, pick your battles and i'm like get out of here well yeah and then Arya decides to say again that like oh ella or mom i thought you'd be okay with all of this oh i know again she says it the entire episode 
mm-hmm. not not specifically to Ella, but the whole episode, you keep trying to see Arya to reach out to Ezra, and she's yeah. like, "I think our parents are coming around finally. I think I think my mom's coming around. I think she's gonna let us date." I'm like, I don't know what what La La Land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think this is, but no, no, just no. And then well, she even like kind of Arya calls you know byron a hypocrite in this scene well yeah um she definitely does and i guess that in some ways that that is it is true but as we'll talk about later because byron says something to ezra about being a hypocrite which i think is yeah we'll get to it Mm -hmm. but um after that is a scene where where we have spencer and toby kind of reuniting because basically spencer just goes to him um just to tell him that i can't tell you anything right because <laughs> we all do that useless this is like the yeah. third time she's done it it is um and even you, you, toby's kind of even like well why are you even here then but well, yeah I, spencer is there for making out because they just start making out randomly in the in the truck because he goes and, like wait, wait, wait. so you're just here to tell me you can't talk to me and she's like yeah and she's like he 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 and he then they start kissing <laughs> yes and why do they always make out in the most horrible places they're making out in front of jenna's house well the why most do they do that? ridiculous thing that i think comes out of her mouth is like can we do this more somewhere more private and he goes yeah so they jump in the truck with the windows down also too the windows aren't even tinted anyway so it'd be easy to see in. there's no privacy from moving to point a to point b which is the truck that's next to you with the windows down with no tint yeah and that's definitely uh reiterated like in in the next part of this scene Mm -hmm. where um you know toby and spencer they like they can they hear garrett like arrive at the house and he's yelling into his phone yeah he's yelling at jenna because jenna is like now upset with him and you're kind of left to think that that they're that jenna and garrett are on the fritz because of the whole situation of like the guy losing the phone right last night the night yeah. before um because i think even garrett talks about like oh we shouldn't have let that new guy in mm-hmm. so it, it's definitely it, there's a lot of like things that they said that points to you know a or a one of a's minions dropping the Mm -hmm. phone at the greenhouse place scene thing and the way they were like he was talking it that's the only thing you could think of that would make sense but you know what i just thought about it doesn't make sense because um he said garrett was like oh this is what we get for pulling a new guy in Mm -hmm. lucas is not a new guy um he's been doing this since the beginning but do they know that? Yeah, they would have to know that because they would have been working because Jenna would have been friends with Mona and they would have been all connected. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot know. of, you know, loopholes and dark spots in this storyline that they're either going to try to make disconnect or they're going to be like, no, it's something else. And the whole fight was about something else. I think it m- might have been. We'll see because I think that it's trying to lead us down a certain road. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't even know if Mona is really connected to Jenna and, and Garrett. Um, cause there's, there hasn't really been any evidence other than the flashback episode that mm-hmm. Mona is even friends with Jenna. Yeah. And we didn't even really see them be friends. We just saw them meet. So I don't right. know. Um, 
But, you know, Spencer obviously immediately is like, okay, we, get, we, we know. We know those people are A, so we know they're connected to last night. Like, she's, like, putting all these dots together. Right. Um, and then at the end of the scene, like, Toby and Garrett make really weird eye contact. <laughs> like, prolonged Honestly, eye contact. I would not want to be making eye contact with Toby. No. Scary. It's just so creepy and scary. And mm. Garrett is just... It's hard to take him seriously because um, he is Paolo from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes. I didn't make the connection until you texted me, but yeah. now watching him again, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work. He no, ain't no tough guy. He can't even sing. <laughs> not without auto-tune? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, well... Then a little bit before that, for this scene that we're talking about, um, it goes back to Caleb and Hannah, and Caleb is working on the phone at school. Yeah. And Hannah is sort of feeling the pressure of keeping that A secret because still Caleb is like, dude, why are you being so weird about this? Right. Um, but actually, I think the weirdest person in this scene is Lucas because he ends up walking into the courtyard and Hannah mm, calls yeah. him over and he looks like a deer in headlights. He's... <laughs> Shook. He's so, he can't even, he doesn't even know what to do with himself. And Mm-mm. this, this was another scene that was just kind of insane to me. Again, I, I think I've said this before. I wish Hannah would kind of let Caleb in a little bit. I don't know if she could tell him exactly about A, but a little bit more. I feel like he would be somebody that would understand just like Toby. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't tell him anything. So he, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And then the guy of the hour, Lucas waltzes in. And Hannah, for some reason... This is why I can understand why nice guys hate being nice guys because I feel like Hannah takes him for granted a lot. She's like, I need you to help me study for this test where I feel like Caleb isn't an idiot. He's literally hacking a phone right next to her. I feel like he could help her study. So why doesn't she just ask her boyfriend to help her study? Why lead on this guy that you know has had or still has a crush on you and like lead him on and like why? But that's the thing though. You're forgetting she's not leading him on. She has told him multiple times, I am not interested in you like that. And he knows that she has a boyfriend. So if he can't get his feelings together, then just stop talking to her. Do you know what I I mean? I understand. Like, it's it's not her responsibility to placate his dumb feelings when he's been told multiple times that it's a no. It's just, I don't know. It's just the way she talks to him. It sounds like she has, like, a different tone when she talks to him. It's a little bit more whiny. I don't know. It just makes me, like, uncomfortable. So, also with this scene, um, Caleb, he says something that kind of grossed me out to Lucas. And it was along the lines of, like, because Hannah asked Lucas, I need your help with the test, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so, Caleb is like, oh, thank you so much, dude, for, like, taking care of my girl. And it gave me, like, big cuck vibes that (laughs) that Caleb loves that Hannah and Lucas hang out. And, like, he kind of, like, helps her study. And it just, it was weird to me you know to me whenever i hear like, like a guy say oh like date like dude bro i was gone like thanks for taking care of my girl it's like weird. she's a she's a person like she's not like your dog or your cat or like yeah. whatever like she's a person so i don't think he was really taking care of anything right he even did it i don't know if it was the last episode or the one before it but he like had come back from california and lucas was there mm-hmm. and he's like thank you so much for looking after out after her thank you so much for looking after hannah for me like like she was my daughter like she was a a a goldfish that lucas had to like come and take care of and feed and clean the cage and stuff it was weird 
it it is weird to say that um but you know also too speaking of weird like lucas is also acting very strangely and hannah Mm -hmm. once again is like totally oblivious yeah i mean i think that's just who she is by now because 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 just because she's just an oblivious person well, even in the next scene with Lucas and Hannah, um, the study scene, because we can just go there right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Hannah is trying to study with him, and Lucas is completely zoning out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he does not want to be there at all. He, it seems like mm-hmm. he's uncomfortable. He's nervous. He's nervous. He's jittery. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's definitely off, and even Hannah doesn't even notice it. No, but I think... Uh, <sighs> See, at first, I was thinking that, um, because I thought it was too obvious that he would be the minion. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I, you know, he, I was wrong in that. But mm-hmm. I kind of had it, I thought that he, it was going to come out that he was jealous of, like, Caleb. And I think that maybe he still was. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if it's the main thing but i definitely feel like he maybe is a teeny bit jealous of caleb um but i don't think that's all of it i don't know because every time she talks about caleb he he specifically looks upset like i think that hannah was talking about caleb's surprise party that she wants to throw at the lake house right this is that scene i think and um she was like basically um uh, trying to trying to get him to help her which i thought was kind of weird mm-hmm. but um he, lucas specifically looked upset at that point so i don't know i think it's a little bit of both i think it's a little bit of i'm in too deep with what i'm doing yeah, and i'm I also agree. still jealous i agree with that i can definitely agree mm-hmm. with that i feel like i feel like there is some unresolved things with hannah because remember when like he was like getting together with that other girl that hannah kind of put together and then we never saw her again with Lucas. So I don't know what happened to that. Oh, yeah. So I don't know She's if She's dead and gone. Yeah, probably. He killed her. And I don't know. Like, I don't know if where he left off with his feelings for Hannah. Mm-hmm. If they're still strong. If they're not as strong. Because, like, he literally went and got Caleb for her. And he lives with him when he's not in California. So, like, how jealous yeah. can you be where you don't, you know, you don't see that you're doing these good deeds for somebody that you like? I don't know. It's weird. Maybe, maybe Lucas is the real cuckold. Maybe he's maybe. the real cuck. Maybe. Yeah. There we go. But I got those big vibes. Out. Big vibes from that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the main takeaway from the, from, the, from the study scene is that there's now going to be all of a sudden an impromptu surprise birthday party at the lake house, at Spencer's right. lake house. And again, um, uh, this big lake house that we just realized Spencer had that Hannah's been using to have sex with Caleb in, Spencer didn't even know that Hannah has been No, going and there. we can, yeah, we can talk about that scene too because that happens right before this one. And um, Emily, she accidentally lets it slip that, uh, in <laughs> fact, we've seen this lake house before because right. it was the episode where Hannah wanted to run away with Caleb when that whole like private investigator thing was going down. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Emily lets it slip that Hannah and Caleb have hooked up on uh, Spencer's uh, grandmother's... Multiple occasions on this... It wasn't multiple occasions or was it just once? I thought it was I just once. I think she said a couple times they've done the deed on that couch with spider webs and dirt. Hmm. Well, Spencer is a little bit shook by that. But what mm-hmm. I thought was weird and I thought we like missed a step 
was that that translated into Spencer allowing Hannah to use that lake house. I don't know how I thought I thought that it was going to turn out that Spencer was like tricking Hannah about using the lake house because I was like, how did that translate from I'm upset about you using my lake house to mm-hmm. oh, go use my lake house. Well, it was. Ve- yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it was really strange because in the scene where Hannah is with Lucas and they're doing their fake study date, whatever. She gets a text from Spencer, I'm assuming, because she, like, acts mm-hmm. all weird about it. And then she's like, oh, I have a great idea. I'll just throw Caleb's surprise birthday party there. And if I ignore her calls, maybe she'll, like, pay for it, too. It was weird. It, yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like, I felt like they cut out a scene maybe. that should have stayed in maybe. to explain that. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, in the end, she had to have been fine with it because they did throw the party. They did. Yeah. Um, well, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, later on, I was like, oh, no, Spencer actually did want to have Hannah borrow the lake house. That just didn't make any sense to me how we got from that to that. I don't right. know. Speaking of things that don't make sense, um, we have Emily, who she's taking a makeup test with yeah. Ella. Mm-hmm. And um, in this, we learn that, that Emily, um, her, her makeup community service for the extra two weeks she got from fighting Spencer is at a crisis hotline. Love that. Now, <laughs> now, in what universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would they let mm-hmm. someone who was charged mm-hmm. with a crime and right. Right. someone who's a teenager yeah. work at I a agree. crisis hotline? Right. <laughs> first of all... Excuse me? <laughs> first of all, when did we even get a crisis hotline in this town when this whole town is a crisis? So those Everyone phones be must calling. be ring-a-dinging nonstop. <laughs> like i so confusing like can you imagine can you imagine you're in a crisis okay right you are you are about to do something very rash what's 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 the crisis what's the crisis that i'm in um i want to set the scene oh god what's our crisis i don't know like i stubbed my toe really hard and i might have to cut it off i'm freaking out um all right I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared to go into improv. I, I can tell. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll just skip that part. <laughs> but who's going to take the time? The crisis is not being able to do improv correctly. That's the crisis. Who's going to take the time yeah. to look up the crisis hotline, call it, and talk to the stranger that happens to be Emily, a 16-year-old girl, charged for See, murder? <laughs> I think that, obviously, crisis hotlines are used very frequently, actually. But the thing is, is, like, can you imagine calling one and having a real crisis and then a literal teenager answers the phone? Right. Can, I could she, not imagine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Madison, could you imagine being in a crisis and a Gen Zer or whatever? Oh, my God. A TikToker answers the phone because it's community service. They have to do it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> they're making a TikTok while they're on the phone with you. Yeah. And later on, you see the TikTok of them rolling their eyes. And, like, this person's, like, about to, like, you know, unalive themselves. Haha, <laughs> LOL. I wish I could do that right now. And they have, like, the water gun emoji on their head. Yeah. And, wow. you know, they're, right. pro- they're probably they're probably going to use, like, do you, do you know the sound of, this is where my parents died, Raphael. And the other person's like, how a bummer. bummer. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that, it would be oh that. Or they have the, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah (laughs) wow that's putting bad imagery in my head but you know that the only reason the crisis hotline is in this episode is to connect lucas to the girls yes um because when we see emily at the crisis hotline 
um, they're practicing like a phone call, you know, as mm-hmm. in, as training, and they're using a transcript that was like a real one that was um, that happened last to, night. That happens to be from last night. Now, yes. Now, answer yeah. me this: When have you ever done training for anything where they have new, you know, material for you to use? Never. It's always old never. material. You never yes, ever have something that's brand new. Ever. Exactly, because that that could actually put that person at risk because that that whole crisis is not maybe not over with. Also, too, it's so fresh that someone could make a connection. Whereas one from like ten Emily years does. ago, it's like, like Emily does exactly. <laughs> so whereas like a, one from ten years ago is already done and over with. Like it doesn't exactly. really matter anymore. Oh, but yeah, so they're using a brand new phone call, and Emily like almost immediately recognizes that it's it's the it's the minion that called about they're losing right. their phone. Um. <laughs> so and she even that. like blacks out a little bit and the lady that's like there she's like emily are you okay and i mm-hmm. literally thought emily was gonna go i know this person and i was like oh my god this is gonna get even juicier than i thought but she doesn't she keeps her mouth shut but she does yeah. steal the the script she does steal it um and spencer and spencer her big plan with the stolen script is for everyone just to like join the the crisis hotline yeah that's her big plan which is like what? Perfect. So when A does call, we'll be ready. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, um, speaking of calling, actually, in the midst of all of this, we have a little thing where Arya is secretly, still secretly calling Ezra. Yes. Um, but he's not answering, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's not answering because he's a little busy with Boyle. <laughs> he's not answering because he's too busy watching um sports on tv yes because um because he's a man question mark i don't i I think you know what someone like him would not watch sports no he would never ever watch he would definitely never ever watch sports he would be writing something or reading or thinking about poetry like he would not be watching Mm -hmm. a basketball game mia yeah remember last episode where lucas was on like a sport basketball betting thing (laughs) Is he on Ezra? the same thing? Is he doing is sports a, bets? Is there a conspiracy going on? Is that how A does her deeds? She just does sports bets and like, you know how like money laundering, like they'll like do it at like a mattress one or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much of a deep dive with that. But maybe like their whole rig is the basketball bets. But that would mean Ezra's connected. I, I, I think. All over the board. I think it's, it's plausible. He has well, so much free time. He's not dating her anymore. He can <laughs> do all the sneaking around he needs to do. Yeah, in between his um, poetry and journaling, he can get in some illegal sports betting. <laughs> Such a diverse man. <sighs> wow. Well, Dream um, man. yeah. So Boyle comes to visit e- visit Ezra, and um, how did he so- know? How did he know where he lived? Well, um. Oh, he did call him. He I did call I, him I at his like, house phone before, and I think I asked the same question. How did he get his phone number? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where there's a way to find out, but who knows? Yeah. Really, I guess they're like the they'll never. They'll never be like, why? How does he even know that? But he does show mm-hmm. up. He does, and um, it's a very weird thing because uh, basically the, his Boyle's whole monologue is you know what thank god you were there for aria when she needed you 
But so backwards. Also, I know. Thank goodness also, you were there for my daughter, but I hate you because you were there for my daughter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Boyle even says, like, you know, I know how hard it is to not fuck your students, but um, you know, sir, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I'm calling the police. <laughs> but you know, at least I didn't do it with a minor like you did. So points <laughs> off. So for I'm you. better than you. <laughs> exactly. I've definitely had the thoughts, but I've never actually done it. You crazy person. Yeah, like who silly, actually does silly that? Ezra. We think about it, but who actually does it? Yeah, like I'm a dude. <laughs> I un- I understand my urges just like you. Oh my god! But we never, never do it with minors. Get your head straight, boy. Oh my god! And, and then, then, and then, and then, then, and then, <laughs> Boyle looks at the bed, and he kind of like lo- mm-hmm. I don't know if he looks at the bed first, but he like look- looks around, and I don't know what he saw, but he's like, has she been here? Has she been in this apartment? And Ezra's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we magic wow wow, you know, like <laughs> on my bed over there. Boxes. You know what Ezra should have done? Ezra should have been like, you know what? She has. And then he broke out those paper bags they put on. Oh no. (laughs) He puts it on. (laughs) Yes. Look at this. This is a sign of true love. Have you ever made a paper bag hat before? I don't think so. Wow. Wow. Ew. Um and then uh, obviously when Boyle sees the bed, he gets super triggered. Yeah, he does. And he tells Ezra that it's over and basically threatened him with the police. Yeah, he's like, no more sex mm-hmm. for, with students for you, mister. I'm calling the cops. Yeah. Um, should we just go through the whole, like, Ezra and Arya Boyle thing now? Yeah, Can because... we do that? Yeah. Because it's all kind of contained. Because Arya's, like, in her own thing this episode. Well, this is where it's, like, kind of scary that Arya thinks that this is just going to blow over and her parents mm-hmm. are just going to be like, yeah, you can date this guy. Because every time she's in a scene, she's like, secretly calling Ezra and leaving messages like, I think my mom, like, I think, you know, she's on my side with this. I think she thinks mm-hmm. it's okay. And I'm like, this girl is really crazy. Really Well, yeah, crazy. because she, because, you know, um, well, because Arya also doesn't see the fight that Boyle and Ella have where um, he's saying he wants to call the police and Ella is saying not to. Not because yeah. she's starting to like Ezra, but because right. she doesn't want her daughter's reputation to be, like, further ruined. Which, um, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Um, because she does go in detail. She's like, our daughter's life has been turned upside down with her friend dying, with the police mm-hmm. and the shovel thing. And she's like, are you really going to involve more police with her with this and, like, make her, you know, a mockery of this town? And, like, think of your daughter's feelings. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he understands, you know, that aspect. But, like... If it was me, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm still going to call the cops on this guy or do something to get him out of town. Like, I don't know. I feel like they brushed over how, like, to get him out of her life could have been, mm-hmm. you know, something else. Maybe not well, call the cops. Or, I don't know. It's because Ella's priorities are so skewed where she thinks that it's more important for people not to gossip than it is for her right. daughter to, like, be safe from this predator. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... Which kind of is, like, a constant theme for Ella's outlook on yeah. things. Like, it's always the weird backwards way. It's it's so strange. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? My husband cheated on me. I'm just going to move out. 
Well, also, too, like, she acts all progressive when every mm-hmm. single word out of her mouth is, like, super antiquated and, like, and and conservative. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird because she even says in this scene, like, oh, well, we raised Arya to be open-minded, so we can't be mad when she grows up to be that way. It's like, you can, I'm a very open-minded mm-hmm. person, but never yeah. in my life did I think that it was okay or, like, or normal to date my English right. teacher. Exactly. I mean, you can definitely, you know, teach your children, oh, yeah, you can be creative and have your own thoughts, but also Mm -hmm. be, you know, a good human being and don't, you know, go out of the lines and go out of the box and do something that's, you know, actually morally wrong. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. She always has, like, these weird thoughts. Yeah, and um, (laughs) even though the next scene doesn't have Arya in it, it's still a part of this whole Ezra thing because... The next thing after that is Hannah coming to strangely visit Ezra's office. I thought and she was bringing him, like, muffins or something. <laughs> what if she was bringing him those pig cupcakes that she had to eat? <laughs> I have a special surprise for you. Yeah. Um, but Hannah, she basically comes to visit to tell him, don't worry, Ezra. Us teenage girls, we support you. We support you. <laughs> Ridiculous. And don't don't worry because Arya's parents are mad at you because we all like you. Mm-hmm. Um, all us children like you. Don't excuse worry. Excuse me. So bad. What were these writers it's- thinking? <coughs> this totally could have been cut out. That scene. This, yeah, and it actually made me angry because this show is trying to tell us that the parents are the villains. Well, yeah, obviously. But that's almost <laughs> every show. Every show where the teens like, you just don't understand me, mom, and she's like, I just want you to do your homework. They're like, well, you know, I hate you. And then they run away from home. And it's like, what? <laughs> where, where did we go wrong where people are like, this this is this is correct? I know. But, you know, as you get older, like when you watch these shows, when you're like in your 20s, you realize like, oh, my God, the parents were like the real heroes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that Byron and Ella are heroes, but no. I mean. They're the anti-hero. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But um, the fact that she's like, I'm just going to go in and tell him that, you know, don't worry. Keep mm-hmm. your head up. Keep your chin up. They'll come around. Don't worry. Yeah. Right. And Ezra is so stupid to be like, oh, my God, you guys like me? That's crazy. I know. Oh, my God. This dude. He's like, oh, thank goodness. At least these, you know, 10-year-olds think I'm cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'll always have them on my side. It's like, yeah, of course, you you big predator. You freak. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> your only friends are kids. You're weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Oh, my God. Like, you shouldn't even be a teacher. Absolutely not. He should, you know what? He shouldn't be allowed within 10 feet of, of like, or within 100 feet of a elementary school. Like, he needs to, like, be locked away. Oh, my God. This just brought up another thing that happened in, I think, the scene before that, where he was with Byron in his apartment. He's like, you know, I love your daughter, and the whole reason I got a job at Hollis, I mean, thank you so much for the job, by the way. <laughs> so Byron was like, "You literally got a took the job I offered you at Hollis so that you could date my daughter and think it was okay mm-hmm. because you weren't at the same school, huh?" <laughs> Am huh? I being pranked right now? Am I being pranked? Is this a prank? Ridiculous. I know. Um, but what's also ridiculous is that uh, later on, like Arya calls Ezra, and you were talking about it before, where she tells Ezra in the voicemail, like. Oh, like, they're not calling the police, so, like... So, I think we're still on. Um, Do you want to meet mm-hmm. up or, you know, answer my phone calls? Oh, wait, actually, that scene is even more ridiculous because before that, there's a scene where Arya calls Ezra again and he actually answers. And he tells her not to call again. Yeah. 
yeah so we're kind of going so we're like all over the place with this but yeah so that actually happens first which is very important because it makes her like calling him later even more like what are you doing um and it kind of almost looked like i i I could definitely be wrong here but it looked mm -hmm. like he was like packing up his apartment i don't know if it was just the angle of the scene but it looked like it was very empty in there like his heart oh i don't care (laughs) no sympathy freaking heart no sympathy for a child lover (laughs) Ooh, true um but uh after that after him telling her not to call anymore um boyle aria and ella go on a nice family outing and at least they think they are yes (laughs) and they go to the only restaurant in town and silly guys um, of course, Ezra's there because it's the only restaurant available, of course. Because it's the only restaurant, yeah. Exactly. So they decide to leave, and Arya's like like a like a dog. <laughs> yeah. like talking on her leash and be like, She's get like over staring here. at, an- oh my goodness, Madison, he's reading of at the restaurant. Of course he is. He's of course sensitive. He is. I know. He's like, how will I fix my broken heart? I'll just read the Iliad by Homer. I'll read, <laughs> I'll read in a dimly lit restaurant. <laughs> I'll read in a restaurant that's practically dark and, yeah. and try to eat at the same time. Oh, oh wow. no. That's, I got spaghetti and the sauce is splattering all over the pages. Now I'm even more sad. <laughs> what an idiot. And, yeah, um, <laughs> and then when, they're, when the family is walking away, they run into a family friend and his son. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how this show sets things up. I know. Of course, this boy, this little dweeb, is mm-hmm. going to be Arya's next love interest because yep. they're practically forcing her. I feel like Byron's going to be like, why don't you go hang out with that nice boy that yep. we we saw the other Hold day? In. She's going to be like, mm, Dad, I don't. he's kind of weird. No, I think he's really good for you. Actually, I just invited him over. I invited them over for dinner. They're coming yep. over right now. And she's like, but Dad, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable you know why doesn't he hang out in your room with you and you guys talk about you know cool st- cool stuff hey you know, you know Arya, why don't you like when do you like have sex with him real quickly like when yeah do do i mean i mean <laughs> well i'll just step out and now i'll know that you're done with ezra because you're you know with this boy and everything will be fixed i'm the hero i fixed i saved the day well, you know, Arya makes it worse for herself in that in that regard because when she calls Ezra to tell him, like, "Oh, actually, our parents, my parents, gonna be okay," <laughs> um, Ella walks in, yeah. and uh, Arya makes up a lie that saying that she c- was calling Holden, the such new a, that new boy, such a stupid move. You just dig it a was. bigger hole for yourself than you ever expected because mm-hmm. now Ella's gonna be like, "Oh, good, she's getting over Ezra. She's gonna hang out with this boy now," and it's like, don't. D- <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what to say about Arya. She is so far gone from being on the right track of having common sense. It's crazy to me. I know. And unfortunately, this Holden guy's going to be pushed on her. And I don't even know. I don't. Arya's type are men that are at least 10 years older than her. So I cannot imagine Mm -hmm. that this guy is going to hold her attention. No, but I feel like he's going to be that weird, like, mysterious boy that's going to be like always around and just happens to like maybe catch her doing something maybe he'll see her like sneaking out one night i don't know i feel like it's going to come up that he's gonna catch her doing something that she's not supposed to be doing and she's gonna be like oh can you like cover for me and i don't know something's going to happen something's going to happen i feel it yeah maybe 
that, that that's true. Well, I, something definitely is going to happen, but um, that then that kind of like sort of ends Arya's storyline this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have this new Holden guy, you know, walking around, around town. Now. Yeah. Um, but the other part of the episode is about this surprise birthday party for Caleb at the lake house. Right. And um, in the scene where Emily says that she stole the transcript, um. Noel and Mona like walk up to Hannah in the hallway and they essentially invite themselves to this party. I mean, honestly, they didn't have to do that. We knew they were going to be there anyway because, because, because. Hannah didn't know because Hannah was like, oh, yeah, I didn't invite you for a reason because I thought like you wouldn't come. Like, I don't, you weren't invited, basically. Right. Which (laughs) is kind of harsh. Like, I know that Mona doesn't like Caleb and that whole thing where she like tried to get Mm -hmm. him to like not be with hannah and it's kind of crazy to me but um yeah i'm surprised that she wasn't invited because she still is hannah's friend Mm -hmm. even if you don't like caleb or not you're still gonna go to a party teenagers love to party they do love to party and they love to tell secrets because i think i'm gonna talk about it later but i think that mona and noel being at that party very suspicious very very suspicious i have a theory yep yeah of things um so the next part of the scene is, you know, the whole um, stolen hotline transcript. And um, then the next thing is that Caleb has finally, you know, unlocked the phone yeah, data. Yeah, he, like, cracked a file. <laughs> and apparently, even though this phone had so much data and only a little portion of it survived, <laughs> somehow mm-hmm. he only has one photo. I don't know how, but that's, that's the case. Mm-hmm. And... It's a photo of the dolls yes. from the Dr. Sullivan episode. Right. And you can tell the girls are like, oh, well, that's not very Yeah, they were hoping that the phone was full of selfies of A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what What were you expecting? I honestly was like, what were they expecting? Just like a flat out note of like exactly who the person was that owned the phone? Like, I don't even know. Maybe they were looking for like a selfie. I, I think because they literally all stared at the picture and they're like oh th- this are you sure are you sure this mm-hmm. is the all you found and Caleb's like yeah I mean I'm yeah I yeah this is what I have and they're like oh you know what that's perfect this is um this will work for now and you know what can you just try one more time and just try hacking the phone one mm-hmm. more time and then get back to us because this is not enough well, yeah, and their disappointment is definitely suspicious to Caleb because he's like, so yeah. why wasn't this good enough? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, so did I not do what I was supposed to do? Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm confused. And they're like, yeah, we were hoping for pictures of the person that owned the phone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We were looking for pictures. We were looking for a selfie with Allison's dead body. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping to find the full, you know, case on this phone. We were hoping to mm-hmm. solve the case right here, right now. But you apparently but can't not. do that, so we're going to find somebody else. Yeah, but um, they get closer to solving something because, you know, we have uh, Emily and Spencer at the crisis hotline. Mm-hmm. And um, they end up, someone ends up calling it, but of course, obviously, like, Emily's boss picks it up. Yeah. And Emily's listening in on the phone call, and she, and Spencer and Emily recognize the, the voice, and it's Lucas. Mm-hmm. It's Lucas, everybody. He the is fact, the minion. The audacity, because the, the boss lady is, like, on the phone, and they pick up one of the other phones that happens to be connected to the same line. So mm-hmm. they're listening in. 
if I was the other, yeah. if I was the boss, I'd be like, that's private. You know, hang up right now. No, but the thing is, the boss tells Emily to listen in. She says, listen in and get like a transcript of this. Oh, for real? Yes. Miss that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, hmm. Okay. So yeah, that, I mean, that's what happened. That's what I mean. Like, this crisis center thing makes no sense. There's a um, lot of, th- this whole crisis hotline is a crisis. <laughs> uh, but Spencer and Emily, like, immediately go to Hannah to tell her that Lucas is the one that was calling and is the one who was at the greenhouse. Right. And Hannah is like, no, you guys are crazy. You guys are so quirky and crazy. Of course it's not him. I wish, <laughs> I wish there's sometimes, like, Hannah would be a little bit more open-minded and would just mm-hmm. accept that both of her friends, I mean, if it was just one friend, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, maybe they're lying, but I'm not sure. But if two friends are telling me the same story, I'd be like, oh, okay, you're telling mm-hmm. the truth. I know, but Hannah, she does this all the time where she'll, like, be really into the old, whole A thing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, what nothing to do with it. Right. I, yeah, and I, I that's a really weird thing that she does. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she does that. It's strange. It is very strange. Yeah, because she's she is so focused on Caleb's birthday party. She's like, no, 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 I can't. It's, Caleb's the only thing I can focus on right now. Like, goodbye. Um, I mean, I could understand her not being able to focus on it right now, but she didn't even want to accept or believe that Lucas mm-hmm. had any part in it. And she knows that she has seen the bullying that you know happened with Mona. Even her friend Mona bullied him. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I guess, kind of bullied him before she even got to know him. And then the whole Allison thing. So the fact that she couldn't even comprehend, like, oh, maybe he would have something to do with it because he's been bullied mm-hmm. his whole life by one of my fr- old friends is crazy to me. That she wouldn't even try to accept the thought of it. I know, but I don't think that she ever thinks that far, like, in, a, in advance. I know. Like, I can understand her, that. Yeah, I've never seen her take the initiative to put something together. Like, I feel like Emily and right. Spencer are the only ones that have, like, really been, like, connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is but fine, but it's like, happens. if there's plain out facts, just be like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'll believe you because you actually have a fact here. Like, sometimes yeah, she's just really too have, oblivious to, like, the truth. It's it, it's annoying. The thing is, to Hannah, I guess they wouldn't have a fact because they because Hannah can't hear the phone call for herself. So she, she's just saying they, they miss her. Yeah. But what, why would Emily and Spencer make up a story of, like them they actually do have a job at the hotline well, i don't know i think that hannah is just basically i don't know i think that hannah's not thinking that they're making it up she's thinking that they misheard mm. like they don't know what they're talking about right i don't know it just was it was upsetting yeah um i mean hannah eventually comes to find out the truth so it doesn't really matter but right because uh, she's was stupid so the <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh the next scene is um Jenna getting in a car to go to Boston, and I think she's going to Boston for her eye surgery. I think so. But it was weird because, like, why is she going to Boston when she was at the hospital at Rosewood, like, doing all the pre-op stuff? I don't know. Maybe the specialist, like, is in Boston, and maybe that was just, like, all the preliminary, like, checkups to see if you're even eligible for it. Maybe. I guess. I don't know. Um, But Garrett gets there too late, and he, like, (laughs) he watches the car drive away, and he's, like, yelling. He's, like, Um, kind of being a baby about it he's like jenna he, no yeah. it's supposed to be me in that car oh gosh yeah Not fair. But of, <laughs> of course toby's there watching the whole thing and <laughs> can toby just like 
be somewhere else for one minute <laughs> never never in his life and garrett like runs up to toby and is like this isn't fair she's not treating me fairly this isn't um, fair man like come on <laughs> can you tell your stepsister like that i love her bro like it's not fair dude you know to me this whole thing is is telling me that we Okay, do you remember my theory before that eventually Jenna will take Garrett for granted and that he'll lash mm-hmm. out and, like, go against her? Mm-hmm. I think we're going on that track. Okay. Because he said in this, he said in this, like, oh, I should have been the one in the car and she's mad at me right now um, and she's not talking to me and she's treating me like trash even though I did, even though I did so much for her. Um, and he'll, he said that he'll keep proving he loves her. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is eventually the rejection sick and tired of the rejection exactly the directions will get too much and he'll like lash out i kind of look for if that actually does happen i'm kind of looking forward to seeing you know garrett get you know revenge on jenna a little bit yeah i could very easily see garrett go down like a dark like sith mm-hmm. route and like you know what i mean like try to br- bring total down psycho jenna. like total psycho boy that just like yeah not confident enough with his girl skills where he's like she's rejecting me and i just you know I, he's like it's zero to 100 real quick where he's like i'm just gonna have to like kill her then <laughs> basically yeah um but that also means that we might getting a we might be getting a jenna soon that can actually see so Ooh. yeah what if it, would it be crazy if she can see and then garrett's revenge is to make her blind again and the whole surgery was for nothing Ooh. oh my god wow crazy crazy um okay so the next scene is with spencer and hannah and they're in the lake house attic and hannah goes back downstairs and spencer sees like there's wallpaper in the attic right and she's like oh my god that's the wallpaper you guys from the will doll not photo. believe this he's been <laughs> here in my lake house listen mm-hmm. spencer everyone has been in your lake house but you <laughs> but you exactly so that's kind of what's going on here Mm-hmm. I mean, even Lucas at this point has now been in the in the lake house because yeah. he waltzes into the attic and looking for tools, quote unquote. And like, right. first As of we all, all Lucas, Lucas all of a sudden becomes like this phantom character. I don't even know what this is anymore. It was and like watching. I don't even know how to say it, but it was definitely like watching a character and not know how to act as another character. Mm-hmm. And it was really the weird seeing him try so to be jarring. like exactly exactly because even spencer she's like even her switch is jarring too because all of a sudden she's like i don't i don't know where the tools are like <laughs> i gotta get out of here I've never, <laughs> what's a tool <laughs> <laughs> and she like runs away from him yeah i don't know it's ridiculous very weird that it, the way it was played out i feel like even the actors were like this doesn't make sense and the director's like just do it <laughs> let's just let's just do it um but then after that um we see emily going to the hotline center again and because she accidentally took a transcript thing i don't even know i don't i guess it, it was for her because obviously you're not supposed to take those scripts because they yeah. are supposed to be private but you know emily took it to show her friends yada 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 so she's like oh mm-hmm. look i accidentally took the script you gave me i'm just returning it and the lady's like oh thank goodness you found it you're such a good person when she actually stole it and um of she's like are you here to work and she's like no i have a party to get to and and the phones are like ringing off the hook and the lady's like i need your help i need your help so like emily goes to pick it up and guess and guess what guess who it happens to be that emily picks up the phone lucas right 
Because yeah. it, cause it couldn't be somebody else. Nobody else in this town has a no. crisis other than them. Exactly. And um, Lucas is basically talking about, like, like you know, oh, I have to do something that's going to be hard, but, you know, I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Kylo Ren thing on TikTok where he says, <laughs> I have to do it, but I don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> it's basically that. Thank you for putting that together for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that Lucas was not hinting at he ha- that he has to kill Hannah. I think he was talking about confessing the truth to Hannah. Yeah. 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 The girls kind of jumped the gun on that one. They did. But <laughs> it's not, like, surprising to us when they go, when they literally go from zero to 100 in a, and when they mm-hmm. have a little tiny bit of, like, information, they're like, oh, okay, so the chocolate milk was on the table when you last saw it? Yeah, it was. But then I saw Emily walk in. So Emily stole the chocolate milk? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. And she, uh, she poured it out, and now we don't have any. It's like, like that stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, Emily kind of says in response to that, like, oh, like, don't do anything you might regret, which is she, which she actually should regret saying that because. Well, um, she should regret saying anything at all because I feel like wouldn't Lucas have recognized her voice? Well, I think he kind of does because. Um, next not on the we phone. See, no, not on the phone. But next we see um, Spencer trying to get Hannah to care about the fo- about the wallpaper photo. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I do have I do think that this kind of, this is kind of the wrong time. Like I guess <laughs> it's so. not I don't know. It felt weird. I mean Spencer is always trying to like get one step ahead, which I can understand. I can truly understand it where she's like I want to get this over with. I want to find out who's torturing us. Can we just please you know, can you just look mm-hmm. at the photo, please? And Hannah's like, I need to put up this banner and the fireworks and the birthday cake. And Spencer's like, somebody has literally been in this lake house that has been trying to hurt us. And H- Hannah's like, I, I can't even look at you right now. I need to go mm-hmm. figure out where to put this banner, this happy birthday banner. And I need to get in a boat with fireworks right now. <laughs> Madison. Madison. Okay. So after that kind of... um. Lucas is by the birthday cake, kind of staring mm-hmm. at it like I guess unhappily. I don't. I'm not really sure what he's thinking in this moment in time. But Emily mm-hmm. walks in, of course, and she starts talking to him. And I don't know exactly the dialogue they have, but he knows that she knows. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that happens, and then right after that, he's in a boat with Hannah on the lake. The second after. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's and you know what's interesting is that uh, Spencer and Emily are like, oh my god, where's Hannah? And Mona is the one that tells them that. Yes. That, um, which I think is interesting, and um, so then we see that Hannah and Lucas are on the boat together, and of course the lake is super misty, like there's just fog everywhere. It's just the fact that like the second that he stopped talking to Emily, he was like in a boat. There oh, yeah, wasn't right. any cuts. There wasn't a jump cut or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She walked towards Spencer, and he was on a boat with Hannah. Of course. No! Of course. He's a regular fisherman. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. There's no way he could have been in that house and then on the boat the second, the next second. Well, um... Time it right. Gosh. Well, I think that he's, you know, maybe he's, he's so worked up about, about confessing um stuff to hannah because he's on when he's on the boat he's acting very suspicious it's like it's well, yeah, too he's been acting weird this whole episode yeah and finally hannah's like maybe it is weird maybe you are being weird right now she doesn't <laughs> do it initially but he is no. he stops the boat and she's like mm, mm-hmm. 
I mean, we can't put the fireworks in the water, Lucas, silly guy. And so, he's like, so I have is. to tell you something. And she's like, what, should I not do the fireworks? And it's like, girl, get it through your brain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is wrong with you it's well, so lucas, annoying well he, lucas gets annoyed too because in frustration he gets up yeah. and he hauls the giant box of fireworks of into fireworks. the lake for no reason <laughs> why you don't why? understand me <laughs> yeah you know he turns into the hulk as well just like spencer's you know, dad i mean <laughs> honestly fireworks are really expensive he probably threw out like over a thousand dollar fireworks in that box that are now ruined they're in the have. lake they could have used yeah, that and to then... throw them at jenna oh well uh <laughs> hannah just <laughs> wow <laughs> quite the image Dark. um well then hannah takes the opportunity to then pick up an oar and like basically like Bash throw him, him overboard yeah exactly so he falls into the lake and hannah is like frantically rowing back to shore and, and the whole time you can, like, hear Spencer and Emily, like, faintly screaming Hannah's name. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow in the midst of Hannah rowing back to shore, she somehow tips over the boat. Because, like, an oar gets stuck. But, like, how... It did- looks like a hand grabbed onto the oar to, like, tip her over. And I have right, a I feeling... I don't know if it was Lucas, but we do see later on, Noel and Mona are wet at the shore. Yes. Yes, when um when it cuts back to Spencer and Emily, like, well, I think just Spencer at that point, like, freaking out and wanting to call the police, mm-hmm. um, a crowd has gathered. Yes. And um, we do see Noel and and uh, uh, Mona come up, and they are both wet. Yeah, they're soaked. They're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And they're like, why are you wet? What the heck? And they're like, we were just taking a little dip. Okay. See, During I a don't crisis? Think, I know. I don't think... We should call the hotline. We should... <laughs> I was just going to say that. Get somebody, give me the phone number for the hotline, quick. You know, here's the Hannah's thing. Hannah's on I the actually, boat in the middle of the lake. We need the hotline number. I don't know. Here's the thing. I do know that one of them definitely was, like, saving Lucas. Mm, okay. I, I feel like that, that could be... They were either... Maybe. I feel like, like one of them making sure Lucas couldn't talk because also because I think that Mona maybe had an inkling that Lucas was going to turn on her. So I think Ooh. that she they either killed okay. him, like made sure he drowned um, oh. or help or like helped him to sh- to shore. Like, just like to I save feel like him. maybe sh- they didn't help him and they did what you think. They made sure to, you know, tie all the loose ends together and make sure he didn't survive. But mm-hmm. why why would both of them be wet? Well, because both because I think that both of them would have needed to um, to be held. Because obviously, I mean, let's uh, hauling a body out of the water is hard work. I mean, I mm. think that they were. I think they're both involved no matter what they did. Because honestly, right. I didn't get the sense that someone tugged on the oar, on the oar. I thought that the the mechanism that holds the oar got stuck. And so, and she was in the the force of her jerking the oar over and over, ended up tipping the boat over. I thought I saw a hand, but I could, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not going to go back and look at it now, but I was either thinking, oh, maybe one of them went out there to like tip, you know, Hannah over, or now that you say it, it makes more sense that they were either trying to help Lucas or get rid of Lucas, which I think it would make more Mm -hmm. sense that they were trying to get rid of Lucas if they kind of caught on that 
he's not in it all the way and he's nervous and what yeah. whatnot. I guess also my other theory of Lucas being involved, but now he's into over his head, that theory mm-hmm. also came into fruition. So that's yeah. cool. Um, but Hannah ends up surviving anyways. And um, at this point, Noel and Mona kind of leave as well. So it's also mm-hmm. suspicious. But, and um, Caleb yeah, so just he- waltzes in and he doesn't even yeah. have any concern. <laughs> He's not even like, why is Hannah wet? What's going on? Why are you guys all huddled around the lake? And it's like, do you not well, I mean, even care that she, like, is on the ground soaking wet? Like, obviously something bad happened. He doesn't even go to comfort her. He doesn't, but he does look confused. And I think that after well, yeah. this, Hannah will definitely have to answer some questions after this. Because, like, how, like, at this point, yeah. like... She almost drowned. And he's going to know that from the stories from everyone. So mm-hmm. I think that she's going to have to say something to him. I wonder so if we'll she's going to actually tell him the truth or make up a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, I feel like I feel like we won't see Lucas for a little while. And she's just going to oh. make up like, yeah, he was the bad guy because he tried to kill me or whatnot. Like, twist it into what it wasn't and try to make, be like, listen, Caleb, Lucas mm-hmm. wasn't really a good guy. He tried to drown me on the lake. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that she might tell the truth. And I also think that we'll see Caleb soon. Um, But we'll see. Did uh, I say Caleb? I th- Lucas, we're not going to see. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Sorry. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have an A ending. And it ends with another gloved figure. Probably this time mm-hmm. actually A. And they have an or. And they are like bringing in one of Lucas's converse to like pick it up yeah. and get it. So that definitely makes me think that that um, Noel and Mona were involved in trying to like remove any evidence of mm-hmm. Lucas being in the lake. Hmm. So we'll see if it's Lucas's last episode or not. <laughs> it's just know. right. It's just weird. I don't know if because like why would Noel and Mona go back to the lake, try to get rid of him, and then what? Go back after that in their a get up they could have made sure to like tie up loose ends or they could have noticed that lucas was missing a sneaker and they had to go back and make sure they got it oh okay all right could have been it Hmm. yeah well Well, i mean to tie up this whole episode i feel like we are much closer than we think for a reveal of some sort i think so too um definitely especially if garrett continues on this path of being like the manic boyfriend Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The next episode, though, is episode 16, and it's called Let the Water Hold Me Down. So maybe oh. we'll get some answers about the lake already. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. What was the indeed. picture on the next episode? I didn't get to take a look. Does it look like know, something like, interesting? Hannah no. and someone and talk, Hannah was talking to somebody. I don't know. Oh, okay. Wasn't that exciting? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see all what right. happens with the lake and all that kind of stuff. I hope we I hope we do get some more answers because if this was like A's kind of like hideout, Spencer's lake house, it would be kind of interesting to see that mm-hmm. un- unveil itself. Hopefully it is that interesting. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> this has been the Popular Table Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at popular underscore table on all those platforms. Also, 
please leave a rate and review on Apple Pod- on Apple Podcasts. That's where you usually listen to podcasts. Don't look at me like that. I'm not <laughs> also, looking at you. <laughs> also, we will be posting new episodes every Tuesday. And if you're watching along with us, we would love to see your thoughts on Twitter and Instagram about the episode. Even if you aren't watching along, share what you think anyways. Thanks for listening and see you at the popular table.